Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Alcova Mortgage is here for good. We are locally owned, value great communication, and are committed to our Covington community. Call Alcova Mortgage Covington at 540-962-7152 or visit alcovahighlands.com to get in touch for your mortgage lending needs. Alcova Mortgage, NMLS ID 40508, NMLSConsumerAccess.org, equal housing lender, terms and conditions apply, all loans subject to credit approval. Bet Online remains the number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season to eSports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or any game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Brick layers and ball shorts. Coaching from the side of the ball court. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. If you know, you know. If you know about the carport, the trap door supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know. You want a mic? Um, share your thoughts. I've been meaning to do a regular podcast, just doing an overview of the all season. And then I got this news today. Ironically, I was going to record one this afternoon, but it's going to supersede that. Believe that. I know it's early. I apologize. I know people at work, so it's recorded. They can listen to it later. Um... But yeah, it's definitely tough for me if this is true. I don't, I don't know if it's true or not. I haven't talked to Biscuit, I haven't talked to any of the top dogs, so I want to put that out there. So um, I'm just like y'all right now. I'm waiting to see if it's true or not. Usually, when it's a tweet like that shared, it's the truth, and I share with you the tweet. I put it in in Who Vision at the top, so y'all know what I'm talking about. There you go. Right there. In the Jumbotron. Penn State. Hey, if it's true, man, get to reunite with Dex. So, but, you know, selfishly, you don't want to see Biscuit Lee, not only for what he does as far as being a teacher at the position and the success he's had at developing guys, but what he does off the field, with the groundskeeper and what he does for the community and then what Lauren and his wife, they do for players off the field, just being 
mentors and preparing them for the real life. Like it's a lot that they do off the football field that um, myself and Tony Covington highlighted on the lockdown podcast. If you want to check that episode out with coach Higgins and Lauren um, about what they do for players, how they help them uh, just manage their time better and just provide tools for them to survive outside the life of football, man. So that's why this is a huge loss for me. And then, you know, you talk about recruiting. And then you talk about that day I'm 18 and what he is to this university. Uh, so it's like a punch in the stomach early on the Monday. So that's what it is, man. If you want to request a mic, let me know. You can come up, speak your piece, share your thoughts on this news. Also share your thoughts on any other Wahoo news uh, that's happened in the past month. Also, the outlook of the season, anything, man. We're just having an open discussion. Yeah, fam. That's a that's a huge loss. That's a huge loss. Um, yeah, man, you're right, bro. I, I guess a punch to the gut is is probably the most appropriate way to describe it. Um, being he is the the consummate professional, um, father, husband, mentor, coach. Um, you know, is always exemplified everything that the university is about. Kids want to play for him. He's developed guys. Uh, he's recruited well. I mean, he's done everything uh, and put his heart and soul into the university. And so to lose him is just, oh my gosh. It, it, how do you replace a guy like that? How do you replace him? You know, um, I'm happy as hell for him and his family. Uh, I know that the, the the tragedy that happened really hit both he and his family extremely hard because they were a so close to Tyler. Um, yeah. And so, you know, maybe, maybe distance and, and a new start will be a reset for him and the fam. Um, I just know I'm going to miss my dude, but I love him and he's going to be my brother forever. Oh, that's well said, cuz. OG who? What's good with you, man? Shit, man. Send up in this work truck. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I mean, I kind of knew it was coming anyway. I, I know for a long, a, a, a little bit. You know, you hear rumblings, you hear some things, you know. But still, you know what I'm saying, reality set in with it. I feel like, you know, you're losing a staple of your program. With, the, with this whole little model program concept you're trying to fake out here, he really lived it, all right? Uh, you know, I don't want to go into too much depth and detail, but, you know, I just, I just know when somebody has the production that he done had, with the resources that we got versus the man in charge and your resources over there. And he still did better than you. Uh, it's a, it's a lot. And we saw how goofy this old line, the whole thing transpired in front of our face. So, and and, and more than it's, it's just, I feel like you, you ain't just replacing a coach with this one. You know, I don't, I don't give a damn who you bring up in here for real. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we we gonna call a spade a spade. 
And I know there's somebody up in here that's like, oh, well, this is going to be for the better of the program. Tony's got a plan and a vision. I ain't seen the, I ain't seen fucking page one of that vision yet. Come, come, in, come to, to, to population and, and fruition in front of my eyes. I don't see none of it from recruiting to everything. It all look, it, it look, it look a little bit goofy, man. I'm, I'm gonna call it what it is. It shit looking goofy. <laughs> it's looking kind of goofy. And then at the same time, you know, you you feel bad for Higgins because of the situation that he went. That he went. And I just, I know it's hard for him to walk around that place too. That's all I can think about right now, man. Biscuit really leaving, man. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we would see forever, man. We've never seen Dag on 18 leave. They gonna yeah. hey, hey, look, and and jackpot and the boys get that. They get the live. Oh, now the future. God. They done took the future too with them. The future. My Lauren too. Hey, yeah, Mark. they why? Hey, why? Yeah, it's tough though. Hey, can you hear me? What's up, Craig? Hey, wh- yeah, I got you. Hey, bro. look. So, um, yeah, I, I know that hurt. I know it hurt losing um, uh, Marcus, but. Where do where does the program go from here? Do we go after Fontel or do we go after he ain't coming? Huh? Fontel, Fontel is not coming. Fontel is not <laughs> dealing with this horse that ran over here. All right. Fontel is getting the offer who he want, how he want, the way he should, and ain't gotta make kids wait forty five plus weeks while they go toward the country. Like we some type of top tier program got a, a multitude of ten win seasons and ain't had one. We holding off on offers on great kids like that. So now Fontel is not partaking in this. No sir. Well, no about, um, sir. Well, I, I tell you who I don't want. I don't want Jeff Scott. Ain't nobody from Clemson coming here either. Yeah. They ain't there. Yeah. And I feel like they ain't coming because they ain't trying to work with Tony. Damn. Well, <laughs> you see it. We see it too. Ain't nobody hopping up like shit. I'm finna go work with you, Playboy. He just got the boy from Stanford. That was a That's good hire. He had no job. <laughs> Unemployed. Hey, dog, you hell right? <laughs> Unemployed. It was a good hire. Do not get me. Don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? That was a good hire. Period. Because this offensive line was better than ours for the last couple years, wasn't it? And, damn, shit, crazy. We made it up on that one. Damn. Oh, this is tough, man. Again, man, if you want a mic, just request. You can share your thoughts on the news that Coach Hagan could possibly be leaving for Penn State, as you can see in the tweet by Bruce uh, Feldman right there. Um, hasn't been confirmed yet, so I ain't out here saying this happened. But um, if it's true... Is that this 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 is painful? This is painful right here. But on a bright note, 
it's rare that you see an alum stay at his university this long, as we've seen with Biscuit. I mean, he didn't been through uh, what? That was this was his third coach, third staff he was on. That's phenomenal in a sense. I mean, he's a phenomenal person, so you know, I'm gonna go ahead and say that. But dang, man, not my dog. Yeah, it just seems like all the, the all the, the folks that have helped build this legacy, man. Um, I mean, the, the transfer portal opened back up in May, so that's after spring ball. Uh, so we won't know until that day takes place as far as how it affects that room. And even the guys he recruited. Like, you got to go back and speak with the guys that he built like I always tell folks this, and you know, if y'all ain't well, I, have, I don't know if I said this in the UVA space, but maybe in my other spaces. But when it comes to like going to a school, right? Uh-huh. And a lot of folks ain't gonna like what I'm gonna say, but this is how I feel if players went to a school because of the name of the school, then you wouldn't send a coach to a player's home. You go to school because of that coach because you built that relationship. Don't get me wrong, the school and the resources play a role. But what I'm saying is when a player, when you see players starting to leave because the coach leave and people be like, why would you leave the school? Like, you're still at the school. It's the coach that got them to come to the school, the relationship you built. That's why you recruit. That's why you go to the house. That's why you go to the school. That's why Big Mama picking up the phone saying, hey, baby, coach so-and-so again. I like him. Yeah. It's the coach. I agree. So as much as people do want to put stock into our great university, and what this degree can do for you, because it can do a lot for you. Cub could tell you, I could tell you myself. But when you're in it, you're being selfish as far as I'm one of the few that's going to make it to the next level. So you're going to exhaust that avenue without without hesitation. You know what I'm saying? So don't get a twist in thinking a, a kid is turning their back on the school. The coach is what got them to the school. So unless they have somebody in their ear really showing them a vision of post-sport uh, um, plans, they're not going to be thinking, oh, I got to stay at the school. They're going to try to talk to that next coach that they got a relationship with. And if it's on the staff, that's great, they stay. But how the transfer portal work, if they re- if they recruited that kid, they had called that kid again. Hey, I know we, we ended up second. I saw you done lost a coach you was good with. What's up? I got, I got, I may, I may have a spot open. Now you got to take that chance. Yeah, that's another opportunity for them. And if, like you said, that transfer port ain't guaranteed, yeah. uh, young men and women, you could be number three on the depth chart and turn to number sixty in the portal. So, that's crazy though, because like not even like with the coaches though, but like I just seen a whole lot of our players like over the last few years just transferring out like some key players. So it's like. We in like a rebuilding stage, man. It's probably gonna take a couple of years just to get back to being like where we need to be as a football program. Yeah, and you know Tony's still building. Yeah, his that's program. what I'm saying. So it's 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 no telling how long that's gonna take. Did uh DJ sign with Oregon State or you don't know the quarterback from Clemson? I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. And the thing about with Tony, like when Bronco came in, Bronco brought in his whole staff and kept Biscuit. Um, Tony assembled his own staff but kept Biscuit, Clint, and 2J. 
So you see 2J Lee, you see uh, Biscuit Lee. Biscuit is beloved. Like, 2J became one of ours, and we was like, damn, we lost 2J too. So now you got back-to-back former, quote, Bronco, air quotation, Bronco staff guys Lee. If D, if these, if if Biscuit wasn't an alum of UVA, a lot of us would be like, that's the nature of the beast because he's not, he, he wasn't an original staff member of Coach Elliott's. But this is day on 18. It's a little different. Yeah, that's tough, though, man. I don't know. Ma, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Hey, man, thanks for thanks for taking this. Um, I haven't been listening a whole lot because I've been in and out. But, um, yeah, I was totally floored, man. My buddy, you know, posted on Twitter about it. And uh, I'm a Maryland fan first, UVA second, because I live in Charlottesville area now. So um, I was just floored, you know, to be honest with you. And then for him to leave to Penn State, you know, with being a Maryland fan, I'm like, God, that's a gut punch even times two. So do we know why he left by chance? I mean, have you heard, like, was it, you know, money was, you know, have you heard anything about why he left? Cause that's just, I mean, I know everybody else has got to be shocked and floored about the whole situation. No, I, I haven't heard any details of what, like I haven't even uh, talked with him and full transparency. If I had talked to him and I knew the real reason I would want to allow him to have the opportunity to, to share it. Cause I don't look at myself as like a breaking news type of no, media person. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I really don't know. Um, and I could, I'd be like, I talked to other alums this morning. I was like, damn, I didn't even know this. So, um, you know, he, I mean, I've talked to him, so he's done a great job of keeping it close to the vest. Um, we don't know uh, what transpired, like, cause Penn state just recently lost their receivers coach. If I'm not mistaken. It wasn't a job that was open. I don't know, but yeah, it was, it was news to me this morning. So do you, do you think Coindexter, Coindexter had some, uh, you know, impact on him coming there. And that would play a role. I'd be not. I would be naive to say Poindexter being there doesn't play a role. Like, you know, if Cove, who's a mentor to me, if he was on the coaching staff and they had an opening, I'm pretty sure he'd be like, "Hey, man, check out my boy Hawk at University So and So. Just fill him out." And then if I feel like I need a change of scenery, I'm gonna go to where I have an ally. And family, you know, especially with their families, they're close. You know what I'm saying? Like his son is named after Dex. So, um, yeah, that that definitely hey, could play a role. Hawk, man, you you know where I stand in the situation, and you know it, it's heartbreaking to see it. But you got to understand the nature of the beast. Yep. And and you know with with everything that went on with the young men. And how close he was, you know. I'm. I understand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, my child loved the man. He said he still loved the man, but he understands. You know what I mean? So you know, for everybody to, uh, Tony running the program down, it, it sometimes it's a little bit bigger mm-hmm. than the head coach to understand. I mean, you got to understand, Coach Higgins. Um, y'all call him Biscuit. I call him Coach. Um, he he gave everything to UVA. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like it was the the issue was UVA. Um, so when when you have someone and you lose three of your 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 peoples to death, I mean everything around there reminded him of that. 
Mm-hmm. That's a good you point. And that's yeah. that's difficult as a man who who is compassionate as Coach Hagan is about his players, much less the football side of it, to lose three in one swoop. I mean, th- those kids was, was like his son's big brothers. So, you know, it's a lot of stuff people don't really understand how deep it go with Coach Hagan and, and what a great person he is. So, you know, you, you, you understand it and you, you, you hate to see him go because he's, he's UVA through and through. Mm-hmm. But you, you understand the, the hurt that, that he's forced to see every day. The, the, you know, seeing the kids or, or that, that one 4115, that, that's tough for him. Yeah, that's true. Very that, true. That's tough for him on a, on a daily basis to, you know what I'm saying? Because he feel responsible because, you know, these are the kids that he brought and and that he loved. It wasn't just, you know, a business to him on the, on that side of it. He loved those guys. Mm-hmm. And, and, he, and if those who don't know, you know what I'm saying, my son is, is one of his top recruits. So, you know, and my son, you know, he understands the business. He understands that, you know, you, 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 you go for the school and not the coach, but Understand the situation behind the coach. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people think, oh, well, they're they, they fans. And, of course, you're a fan, and I dig it. But you got to remember this guy is still a man who who was hurt, grieving. You know what I'm saying? And it, and it's tough, but, you know, remember you picked the school and not, not the coach. Now, that's real, man. Um I think you I think you said a lot that's important that uh you got to continue to educate young athletes and let them know the nature of the beast, the business side of sports of you know, you, you could commit to a university, um, but you never know the aspirations or the moving parts with each individual coach that you build a relationship with and you gotta learn to respect that hey, they may have to move on. Um so you came have that oh they betray me type of feeling it's one of the things that where that's that's becoming an adult that's growing in this business that there's a lot of the moving parts there's a lot of things that's going to take place that that you start to understand when you're in it versus outside looking in well you got to understand you know with, with that 22 class coming in you know the the head coach leaves wow you know a coach leave then then you know you come in and some of the other coaches leave. Wow, they left too. Well, then you have the the gentleman who who come to come to gun violence. You're like, man, damn. And you know, it, it, it's a lot to go into. And, and I applaud those 22 guys because they're very strong. Mm. They're very strong. And I've watched them come together and and hold each other. You know what I'm saying through this process, and and they've been handed a bad deal, but neither one of us given up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And and for those who don't know, y'all y'all should reach out to them kids because, honest and truly, I think UVA have some of the most fair weather friends. I mean, fans that if if it ain't going right for them right now, and that's watching them in basketball, watching them in football. You know, I'm like, wow, dog, are you a fan or are you just you you here to criticize? You know, and a lot of these guys have never played the game at at any level, much less on a collegiate level. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and, and there's so much hate, but you can't hate a man for, for one, improving the situation, two, having to deal with his own grief. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, I think um, to your point, um, that's where been like UVA real quiet around. The, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, Rick. Cub talking. Could you hear Cub? Can no, you hear me? Here. All right, I'm going to drop down and come back up because right. Cub was just talking. Go ahead, Cub. Um, I was saying that's when the brotherhood um, – is that was that Coach Twitty? Yeah, that was Coach Twitty. Okay. Um, that's when this UVA brotherhood has to, to stand up to, you know, and that's one of the things that we discussed um, immediately following the tragedy. We all came together. Uh, we had a host of calls to try to talk about how we could support the kids that are on that on that team now uh, and to get to know them. Uh, one of the things that kind of frustrates us is that we come into town for an alumni event and all we do is hang around each other when we really want to see the kids so that they get to know us to, so that they know what this brotherhood is about because we preach the brotherhood, we talk about it. But if they don't get to know the people that helped build that program. And, and when I first, when Coach Elliott first got there, that was one of my first conversations with him. He said, I want you to get the alumni back. I was like, I understand the assignment. So I've been really pushing, pushing, pushing for that, having consistent conversation with alumni to like, guys, we have to go back so these guys can see what legacy is like. They That we have a resource, that we are a resource for them. And so we're pushing for more, uh, interaction uh, because it it's not it it doesn't serve us well to only come back and just hang with each other. I mean, hey, we miss each other and we love hang with each other, but we want to make sure that we're pouring into the program and that that's how you then create the the bond between this group and the 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 guys from the past. And so I think that twenty two class coming together you know, holding each other up, being strong will be a backbone for what Coach Elliott builds. 22 and 23 are going to be the, the backbones of what we have moving forward. Uh, and my hope is that we are allowed to support these kids in a in a much better way than we've been able to do it in the past. And, and, and I'll say this, you know, through my personal dealings with Coach Elliott, I think he's a great guy, man. I mean, pe- people sometimes people don't like change, and change is inevitable. You know what I mean? So, so when, when somebody else come in, oh, it's not the this is not how we did it. Well, damn, dog, you don't want nobody to try to push you to be better because mm-hmm. mediocre is not a satisfaction, right? You know, you can't be satisfied with with just being comfortable. So, you know. Just like I push my sons, my daughters, um, you know, it, in order to get better, sometimes you got to make changes. True. And, and with, with Hagen's his situation, I understand what he's going through. In order for him maybe to heal, he had to make a change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So trust me, the two little ones are like my son's little brothers. Chris and Jackpot was like like little brothers to my son. So you know, it's it's a lot of hurt 
in in everybody's eyes, but in the same token, in order to to build, sometimes you have to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation and, and work and work to make that situation what it's going to be. And like I said, you know, me talking to Coach Elliott, you know, a few times that I have, I think he's a great guy. I think he he expects excellence. And and you know maybe a lot of the kids didn't understand that assignment at first, mm-hmm. so you seen you seen a lot of rebellion because someone didn't do this, you know, and and, and take nothing away from the quarterback of the past, but if you want to be a pro quarterback, you put in a pro system, you got to be able to operate that pro system. You know what I'm saying? You you, mm-hmm. you can't have the fans telling you, oh, well, you a great quarterback. Yeah, you're a great quarterback in a system. But if you want to be a pro quarterback, you got to be in a pro system. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and I'm watching coaches move around all day. I mean, let's let's talk about Clemson for instance. Clemson just lost their their offensive coordinator. It just lost another coach. I mean, it's just the nature of the beast. So sometimes greatness is is about change, mm-hmm. and learning to be great means you have to accept change. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it may be hard for you to comprehend at first, but if you're a ball player, that's what you do. Facts. Facts. I mean, that's you just real tough. Left and right. You drop the mic left and right, coach. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah, it may hurt you for a couple of days, but shit, let's get on this horse and let's keep riding. Facts. You know what I'm let, let, let's, hey, it's going to be rainy days. It's going to be painful days, but that's what life is about. I mean, even in, in a normal day's work, you out here, you're struggling. Some days are great days. Some days are, are long and hard. But you, you got to accept w- what comes to you and, and make the best of it and push yourself to be great. Like I said, Coach Higgins will always be a good friend of mine. You'll never hear me say a bad word about him because there's nothing bad to say about it. But I understand, you know, where his hurt come from. I understand where, where he, he feels he needs to to get himself out of a situation that he had no no effect in having. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And sometimes pain is healed by a little bit of movement. So, you know, he hell, he may come back and be the next head coach of Virginia. We never know. But but for right now, what's good for him is what's good for him and his family. Yep. And you got to respect that. You can't. Oh, well, I, he he leaving us, man. He he running out on us. No, nah, no. Nah. That has to be his first nah. priority. His family, nah. he and his family have to be his first priority. And, and and as an adult, that that is what adults think. You know, we we got like I said, and I say we because I'm a, I'm now a Virginia fan through and through. And 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 I, I look at some of the posts, and I'm like, wow, y'all y'all hate a guy and don't even know him. He never had a conversation with it. All you think about is your selfishness reasons. Come on, man. This world is too is too short to be that selfish. And that, and that's just my take on it. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, oh, it's- you've been um busy with track and everything, but like the stuff that you can talk about, like, have you heard anything as far as, like, what kind of moves that we might make that for next year, like this upcoming season? Moves as far as 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 what? Like, coaching or players or what you mean? 
Ricky. Can you hear me? It's 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 messing up. I, I, I hear you, man. I hear you loud and clear. Yeah, I don't think Ricky. I think his who asked me the question. I think his phone. He must be driving. But, and yeah, but once he come back, I'll I'll get clarity on what he, what he meant. Um, yeah. So I mean, I'm just interested to see if if this is confirmed and it's true, and and coach is going to Penn State. Um, who the candidates are, who's going to fill the position, and then um, you know the work they got to put in once they get here. Um, I mean, we just hired new offensive uh, line coach from Stanford, so he hitting the ground running. Um, transfer portal is closed right now, so we won't have to worry about that aspect as a unit as, as a program right now. On that reopens in May. Um, as far as the guys we got coming in through the transfer portal, I'd be anxious to see them in the spring and see what's going on with them. Um, we know Brendan left and went to NC State. Fentrell went to Florida State. So those two guys still in the ACC. Uh, Br- um, Brendan is reuniting with Coach and I, so it'd be good for him. You know, he got his degree. Salute to Brendan. Good luck to him at NC. Do we play NC State? Yep. Yeah, have every great game until you play us. I hope you trash versus us. But every, every game oh, after that, Brendan throw for 1,000 yards and be the highest oh, trophy But against us, be trash. Minus four. Well, say. You know? Be trash. You got your degree from here, Brendan. I ain't got no vitriol towards you, brother. <laughs> you a Cavalier, baby. You got that piece of paper. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? 40-year plan is in place. Indeed. Um, I do think it's a shame, you know, his last game he played here, he heard the Boo Birds, you know, he had to pick 12. They they created a new term to pick 12. Wow. Yeah. Um, but that don't overshadow the illustrious career he had here, man, as far as individual. He, he's legendary. He, yeah. he, he's broken the records. He holds the records as of today. Yeah. That that you know, people think that that breaking a record is an easy feat. Any record that's set is not an easy feat Mm-mm. to break. You know. Yeah. So I just hope he trash when he play us. That's it. I'm talking about ass. <laughs> Fed will fall down every time he go to guard somebody. Do we play Florida State? <laughs> we won't play Florida State, do we? No. No. All right, Fentrell, have a have a ball, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and you know we picked up a couple guys from the ACC as well out of Carolina. Yeah. We picked up one. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I got to take back all the bad things I said about old Cam too. <laughs> Sorry, Cam, you was the enemy, brother. Now you're not lie. But I talked bad about you the times we leading up to play y'all, Cam. So don't take it out when we finally meet, man. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that's gonna work out too. Because you know, I, I got, I just gotta see. I are, think you, are, you, had, are you talking I about when I meet him or him actually playing? You ain't, you ain't trying to do a play by play of if he gonna punch me in my face or nothing, is you? Oh no, nah, he, okay. he, he, he can't, he can't do that. He can't do that. 
She can't do that. Not on my watch. She looking for Petty Hall. I got I got issues with him. <laughs> nah, nah. I, I'm interested to see how that plays out though, Hawk. Him playing. Um, I think there's some some serious areas of development that he has to work on, and I think our staff has shown that they can develop the secondary. So I'm hoping that he'll be an asset for us. Um, we need the depth. I think we'll be pretty good at safety. I'm still a little concerned about the corner situation. You know, although we did bring in a guy, uh, I'm talking about corner depth. You know, when they want to go to the sub packages and whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, not a whole lot of experience, you know, out there. And, and the guys, you know, but one thing that we talked about is you saw AJ and Fentrell's development jump exponentially with the new staff. And so they've shown that they can develop the players. So I'm excited to see this next evolution of the guys and how they develop for this fall because they're going to be counted upon. I think that defense could be real stout you know, this fall. And, um, you know, I think the, the way that front seven is shaping up, the depth, the way that they're recruiting, I, I love how they're approaching it defensively. Uh, on the offensive side, it's going to take some work. You know, I'm glad we got the, you know, I feel like we got a good hire within the coach, regardless if he was out of a job or not. He has he has a good resume it reads well uh and so my hope is that he's able to develop these guys because he's got the hardest job quite honestly he's got the hardest job to be able to put some playable depth together for guys that don't have a lot of experience you know and so the running back room looks stacked but if they don't get that they don't get the trenches together bruh you know it's gonna be another long yeah, absolutely, man. And, you know, Coach Rudd did a phenomenal job with the defense this year and his staff, you know, Coach Rudd and his staff. They did a very good job of just putting guys in position to make plays, and those players worked their tails off on defense. And they made plays, salute to them. So now it's all eyes going to be on the offense to take that step in a positive direction. It's going to start up front because any great team, good team that's been here at UVA, the trenchers, Look at the trenches. Look at the offensive and defensive lines. Just go look at them. Over the years, when Cub played, when I played, even when Bronco good teams, look at the trenches and tell me on both sides the trenches won't legit. You know what I'm saying? We know you got to have special playmakers. That's that's self-explanatory. But what gets lost when you talk about good teams are the trenches. Pretty hard. What do you what do you know of this the quarterback that came in? Um, I knew he was highly valued or recruited by many, many schools, but I don't I don't really know much of him. Mm-hmm. I mean Yeah man it seemed like he came out of nowhere, but obviously he didn't because he was wanted by many. Yeah. Um you know I I reserve my judgment till I see them within the scheme that they play in here. Um of course on film he looks good. Like it's it's your highlight. So mm-hmm. I always say Right, Anytime right. I view a, a somebody's highlight, if it ain't good, then you need to fire the dude who made your highlight. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, so, the marketing manager is garbage. It, keep, it keeps me from really putting a lot of pressure or or just high expectations on a young player if I just come out and say, oh, they're going to be a beast when they get here. I just want to see. Now, when, when I saw uh, Bryce Perkins, I was just like, he's going to be an avatar as far as his ability to run. You know what I'm saying? So I knew when he came here, 
he could hit feet, but I was still interested to see how he would throw the football. And then he developed over his years here. With Brendan, I knew he could do the deep ball. He could throw the deep ball well. So you saw it took him years to get accustomed to running the entire offense. Um, so with this young man, it's all about being in that pro scheme, um, being on the same page receivers because we know it's a timing system. Be at that spot where you're supposed to. Quarterbacks and trusting that you're going to be there depending on the coverage and what you're asked to run. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to. And the spring will give you a little glimpse. And then fall camp, you get to really see what's going on. And then when the, once the game starts, it's like, okay, how are you going to progress game after game? So we'll see, man, because we know we got Russell Westbrook. I mean, Russell Wilson before he went to the Broncos 2.0. This Russell Wilson ain't good. That's in the Broncos. So I ain't going to compare Jay Wolfolk to that guy. But the guy that was in Seattle is the, the Russell Wilson I was talking about with Jay Wolfolk. I don't know who the dude hey, with the Broncos is. Listen, Jay is special, man. Jay Wolfolk is special. Now, the only thing that that disturbs me about Jay Wilfolk is, hell, he throws a 95, 90 miles an hour fastball, don't he? <laughs> yeah, but he's special on that mound. <laughs> So, so you, you, I mean, you know, and I hear a lot of things, you know, behind the scenes about the kid, and I'm like, wow, that's crazy that he's able to do such with, with his arm and his leg. And then you still got Davis Lane, you still got the kid out of California that, that to me reminds me of a Clemson quarterback type. Delaney, kid. Delaney Crawford. Delaney Crawford. You know what I'm saying? He, he he's. Uh, a mini Bryce Perkins because, you know, Bryce is special. Yeah, Delaney can fly. Can flat out get it, you know what I mean? And, and you know what I'm saying, he, he can toss the ball. The question is, what, where does his football IQ come in? And I'm pretty sure it's great. You know, and he, he's going to be coached up. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I want, I want the ball to be thrown a million times. My son out there catching. You know what I'm saying? Facts. But but I understand what what the pro scheme is all about. You know what I'm saying? You got to run the throw. You got to have a quarterback that that can pull it if necessary and get you four or five yards. You got to have someone that that can understand what he's looking at in front of it. You know, so it's a lot going into being a pro style quarterback and and what you're seeing on the other side of the ball. But there, there are playmakers, you know what I'm saying, on, on the outsides, you know what I'm saying. They're, they're, you know, with the kid they brought in um, as a slot guy. There, there's a lot of playmakers at UVA. And, you know, Elliot wants to get the best out of all of them. No, definitely. Definitely, man. You know what I'm saying. He's not going to settle for mediocre. So, and I understand that, man. You know, any coach would understand that. Any coach that, that settled with, with being mediocre ain't the kind of coach I want to be around. Mm-mm. You're right about you know that. Hell, you know, nobody wants to lose, but you got to learn how to build to, to build that winning program. You know, and with, with a lot of new faces, he can he can instill what he's wanting. These kids understand that. You know what I'm saying? That's like an, even in high school when a new coach come in, he's going to come in and, and change some things. No, you ain't. You may not like what he changed, but if it turned out to be the right way to go about things, then guess what? Now everybody's going to jump on the bandwagon. 
Oh, yeah. you you same dude that I I heard you just talking slap trash about the man a year ago. Yeah, and and, and anybody when they when they leave, like when you become the CEO or something, you, you have to be you, like. Like you just said, I can't come and try to be a duplicate of somebody else because I'm not them. So I can't really run something the way that they did it because I don't know their intuitions. I don't know in in the crunch time what they will rely on. So you got to let somebody be. I'd rather somebody hate me for who I am versus love me for something that I'm not. Exactly. I can't, I can't keep that act up. I really can't. And exactly. And yes, you have folks that could come in like it's certain things you can leave that doesn't require you to have to make a decision. Like when it comes to operation stuff and how little, like little things like that, you can leave alone. But when it comes to your coaching brand and, and your, and your um, coaching staff, like you got to hire people that have the same, like you said, the same mindset as you, the same temperament as you, because they are an extension of you. All you want to do it's have the luxury of sitting back and allowing your assistants to do their job and and continue to execute your strategy, what you want. Like we, you know, plan for Coach Wells. Just seeing him sitting back in the golf cart and and letting the Gary Tranquils or the Sparky Woods as the OC run the show, or Rick Lance on defense run the show, and he could, you know, have his timely Christ. What are we doing? He was more talking to the coaches. More than the players, he's talking to the coach like, "What you got? What do you got them doing? I blame you if they looking like this. Get them on the right page. You know what I want with our, you know, within our staff meetings. I'm telling you what I want. And the same thing is with Coach Elliott. The thing about what Coach Elliott is, he came to a program where Bronco pretty much, you know, took out of the ashes and a lot of people um, minds. Got back to 89 wins, and then we had two 500 seasons. But you saw offensively, we were stacked." Defensively, was struggle, and when the season took place, it was a reverse. The defense looked stacked, and the offense was struggling. And so many moving parts started to take place from the trend, from the deaths of our three young kings to the departure of uh, you know an all-time quarterback here to Coach Two J now Coach uh, Hagen. So everybody's like, "Yo, what the he double hockey sticks is going on?" So the worst is going to come out with folks. And that's just a human reaction because it's changed. So you let it mold over, and we try to be the the voice of reason. Like, look, man, we got to stick it through because we seen the same thing when Bronco t- took over it was two and ten, and a lot of people was leaving. And they was like, "Yo, this ain't BYU. What you doing? You ain't got these twenty five year old men going against little little teenagers no more. You got to do better." And well, I mean, it, was a, it was a process. You, you like you said, it's a process, man. And and a lot of people, and I. I look at those people as as what's the word privileged kids or privileged people because they want it right now. It takes work, man. It takes takes a foundation. It takes putting in the effort to make change. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah, like I said, we hate to see Coach Hagens go, especially me. You know what I mean? But but I understand. And you know, I'm sure. Elliot, his job is now is to bring somebody in that is just as better, in a sense, to try to keep up with with what he had going. Mm. The 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 love that Hagen's poured into those kids, you know what I'm saying? It, that that's hard to match. So he got to figure out. And and I like that he didn't take like 
instantly when he hired the offensive line coach, for instance. He didn't rush. He didn't have people rush him to make a decision. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wondering, well, why he ain't hired nobody? Why he ain't hired nobody? Well, he had to find the right person. And I'm sure by spring he's going to have the right person to replace Coach Higgins if, if that's the case that Coach Higgins is gone. But it it doesn't happen overnight. Oh, well, I'm just going to go get this guy. Well, maybe the guy he won't or that's in his top five is occupied or don't want to go nowhere. Yeah. So he got to find the right fit, one, for him and his coaching style, and two, that's going to improve the situation because he can't get nobody that can take the team or take those guys in that receiver room backwards. It's not It's not going to benefit him as a coach. It's not going to benefit the, the, the offensive coordinator as a coach if he hires somebody with, with less potential. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, people was talking about the D-line coach. Well, he didn't have experience. Well, D-line coach coached his butt off and look at the line for, for UVA right now. Look at look at the linebacker situation with Coach Stenner. That, that, man, you got phenomenal kids, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, us as, as the public, we want what we want. We don't want what it takes to get there. We just want it now. And that's something that that I feel that the public need to understand, man. You, this ain't a privileged situation. Every day, every down, you earn it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every rep in practice, you earn it. You know what I'm saying? So it's something that's got to be earned on the playing field week in and week out. Oh, that's real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Craig, you got your hand up, bro? But that running back room is going to be stacked from the top to bottom. It's going to be a lot of yeah. in that running back room. And um, Pace is a dog, for real. Yeah, yeah. Cub, Cub talked about that, how the running back room will be stacked, for sure. Um, There's a lot of talent here, man. A lot of talent is here. So, definitely anxious to see what the the next hire is going to be. Um, as as Coach said, man, it you know it's going to take some time because right now, like in January, like I'm you know I'm surprised that the move happened because I thought in January we was pretty much cool. But um, yeah, salute to Coach Hagens, man. Salute the biscuit if it is true. Um, that's family right there. That day gone eighteen, legendary. Love what he did for the players, and he can still he still uh, be touching um, the hearts of a lot of people and players here. Even though he'll be, if it's true, in Happy Valley, they got two of our good sons down there now. God dig it, damn Penn State. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, right? <laughs> hey Brian, what's good, man? I, I just saw your hand. What's up, guys? I just wanted to get your quick take on you had talked about Jay a little bit ago. How do you feel about the starting quarterback for a Power 5 team not being all in in football? Because I know a lot of people have talked about that. Even Elliot, Coach Elliot has said some stuff about he needed to figure out what he wanted to do. I, I got no... I, I, me personally... 
I have no issue. If I, I let somebody else go, and then I'll say, "Did somebody? Was somebody else about to say something?" You, you you're talking about you talking about Brennan? No, you talking about uh, no, Jay. I, Jay. I didn't have nothing to say. Oh. Russell Wilson. Shoot, you can even look at uh, Kyler. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a, it's, it's, it's James Winston at Florida State. Uh, but you know. It all comes down to the head coach and what his vision is. Because um, I know with our baseball program being very good and, you know, competing to get into the College World Series, that takes away his ability to be a part of spring practice. So if you're fighting for the job, how does that look? I don't know how they did it in Florida State. I would love to go and speak with the folks who monitor that situation and with Kyler. Situation in Oklahoma. Um, shoot, that's a good question, though. It's a great. Yeah, I mean, but I think it's also one of the. It would be different if he came UVA and then just decided to play baseball. They knew that coming in. You know that the talent that he has as a two as a two sport athlete, uh, and he has significant talent in the other sport. So, you know, it, it's a rare rarity that you find uh, a quarterback that's talented on bo- in both of those sports. Um, I think it will be difficult to rely on Jay as a quarterback uh, simply because he won't be there in the spring because of his commitments to baseball and the, the, the bright future that he has at that sport too. So, I mean, it's, Man, it's a it's a very difficult uh, situation, and I think Coach Elliott is going to support Jay in every way possible. Uh, I mean, I think that was the, the one of the reasons also that they went out and got a Tony Musket uh, to kind of offset some of that. You know, while Jay is in the spring, you can't hold up the program per se. So, in essence, what it does. It puts Jay behind a little bit in his mm-hmm. development as a football player, but you can't hold the football team up from developing because of that. And so, hence, that's why the Tony Musket piece uh, was an important acquisition for us. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And and that's the tough spot that Jay's in. Um, it's just all about how the program looks at that situation. It's a little different. But my cousin was at Florida State when Charlie Ward was there and just seeing how they accommodated him when he became the Charlie Ward he was. Um, so it's going to come down to Jay, just his ability to retain the information and being able to perform when he's on the practice field. Because if I'm a guy that's competing with him, I'm like, I'm here, I'm here full time. Like, I ain't going to let you, you just, this is just not your position. Like, you're going to have to take this from me. So that's going to be Muskies and Delaney. That's going to be their mindset. You know, each quarterback on that roster. And, and Jay's very talented, man. Very talented. Um, so I, I felt like this past year it may have held him back a little bit from getting on the field, just not picking up the offense as maybe they wanted him to since it was new. So hopefully getting another year under his belt with the study and everything will, will really help. When you say with him getting on the field this year, did you feel like he should have played more? My personal opinion, I think there were a couple situations throughout the year where 
Brennan may have needed to sit a little bit, not not the entire time, but you know, the last game he played, he was clearly shook. And mm-hmm. there were some situations I thought this year that it might have helped to, for him to sit for a series or two or a half just to see what Jay could have done. And I think he might have been held back a little bit, just not knowing the offense as well. Okay. I'm actually in agreement with you there. You know, um, there was things that I was thinking about that I felt like, man, maybe Brennan needs to come to the side and take a look because maybe he's not seeing something, you know, and then being able to put Jay in the game to get some reps just so Brennan can take a look at what's happening to him defensively because, you know, they were just a, a combination of things that kind of went wrong for Brennan from my estimation. I'm, I'm only speaking from my personal opinion of what I saw. Um, you know, the, the offensive line in initially, I think, really hampered him and it got him into bad habits, you know, and so – where he had really developed his mechanics in the previous season when he had a solid offensive line. I mean, he was barely getting touched. And so then to, it was almost <laughs> a complete 360 on that piece. Uh, I mean, a complete 180 in that now he was running for his life. He developed bad mechanics, didn't have co- the confidence. Then you're learning a new system within that receivers are struggling a little bit. And so, it was it was a, almost a perfect storm of things that just didn't go right, um, you know. And so there 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 are times when I felt like Jay may have been able to come in the game just to spell him, you know, to kind of because he looked shook, he did look shook, and to just spell him a little bit just to get a a different different viewpoint. All right, we got a question from my man Chris in the chat. He said, "Are we going to move Coach Gate there to wide receiver?" and hire a new running back special team coordinator. That can be an option as well. Hmm. That could be – I never, I didn't even think of that. I guess that's the, the luxury of, of guys being fluid on the staff. Mm-hmm. So that's a good point, Chris. And he, he coached he coached wide receivers? If I'm not mistaken, I think coach – yeah, I think he's coached receivers before. Cause that was the that was the question when he got hired. What is he? What was he going to coach? Hmm. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, let me just check to make sure. But I remember when he was first hired, I was even thinking like, "Damn, what are you going to put him at?" Um, let me see. I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> Yeah, he coached receivers before when he was at Army. Okay. okay. And at Western Michigan, he was a pass game coordinator, wide receivers coach. So hmm. yeah. Yep. That's a good that's a that's a that's a great that's a great question, man. Yep. Salute to my man Chris Blankenship. Put the great question. So that can be an option as well. That definitely could be an option. Yeah, I, mean, I think recruit. You know, the the what brought biscuit brought as a recruiter to that part will be significantly impacted. Damn, so we, special. My bad. He tweeted it. God dang it. Yeah, bro. I, I, once I saw it this morning, I I knew what it was, bro. No, I'm saying he just he <laughs> biscuit just changed his profile. It's in the jumbotron. Mm. Dang. I'm about to play the song again. God dang it. <laughs> Ah, 
why? We got to do it again. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. He didn't change the profile picture. Live doing this spaces. Mm. Coach Hagen's man. Say goodbye to Coach Hagen, man. I want to know who could hit that high note, though. That's what I want to know. Coach Hagen's is now at Penn State. Salute to my guy, Biscuit. Love him, love him, love him. Jackpot and Christopher Lauren. Definitely going to be missed here in the Ville. But I got y'all a number. Y'all going to hear from me in a lot. So, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Like I said, brothers for life. Uh, I've always told him that. Yeah, man. Hey, Tyree, what's good, brother? Oh, it didn't, it didn't bring him up. All right, man. Got a couple more minutes. I'm gonna stay on. I may do a space later when everybody's available. It looked like they hired him as the offensive recruiting coordinator as well. Mm. Yep. So that could have something. I think it was gonna be multiple players. He's getting some more experience, and hopefully, one day down the road, just like Dex, there's gonna be a spot for him back home. Yeah, I mean, I think he was going to have to have to leave the program at some point to to advance. To be quite honest, you know, it just, it just hurts because we're all so close to him, and we know what he's meant to this program, at both as a player and as a coach, and to the community. Um, and so that I think that that hurts us because we we know the void. You don't just fill a void um, of a Marcus Hagens easily, you know, and so. The, the challenge of, of the next hire, uh, they, once again, they, they need to hit a home run for the hire. If it's moving Coach Gaither over, okay. Uh, but still, you know, there's a void somewhere in the space. And so I think there has to be some real strategy in the next coach, uh, the, the areas that they're going to be coaching in, uh, and them being significant recruiters. I'd honestly love to see Dez over at doing the running back coaching and us get a special teams coordinator that's just for special teams. I think we really need it. I agree. I agree. We struggled. We struggled mightily last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely have some struggles in the special teams area, not special teams area for sure. Our opponent was, was, was a beast. Though. That joke was Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, but, you know. Hey, Cub, what's your what's your thoughts? Do you feel like Biscuit had to kind of leave the nest in order to advance his career? Yeah. 
No question. No question. I mean, he had to. He had to. Yeah, I agree with you. As much as selfishly we want to keep him here in town, we understand how this business is, and, you know, you got to touch different spots. Mm-hmm. I think he want to be way around it. They yeah. would have had to have taken a chance on him as offensive coordinator when Elliott came in. Mm. Mm-hmm. If we wanted to keep him here and, you know, give him a shot. I don't know if that would have been the right move, but I think that's the only way that this wasn't going to happen eventually. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's also, does he want to be an OC? Does he have aspirations to be a head coach? Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe OC is an aspirational goal for him, you know, and, and I think – that that's the that's the part we don't know, you know what what his true aspirations are. Yeah, that's what I always say as well. Like we think we have an idea what somebody's aspiration is, but sometimes they're just content in being in a certain lane and just you know just elevate their 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 platform and. Um, lack of better terms, the asking price too. <laughs> mm-hmm. True that. True that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you stay in the same place, people you could get taken for granted, and they start to think they got you. But it's like, nah. You know, I'm wanted out here, and not saying that's what happened here. I don't want folks taking that thing that happened here. So yeah, I was just speaking in general, ladies and gentlemen, that with this situation. I was holding yeah. out hope that that he was leaking that information to get a, a bigger deal. A bump, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, I, I think this is the one, though, Hog, that you know, Coach Twitty kind of talked about it a little bit. You know, there are probably just a bunch of variables mm-hmm. involved with this one. Uh, you know, we 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 alluded to it earlier, just talking about the tragedy and how that impacted him and the family, and so. You know, that may be a part of it. Him getting a bump may be a part of it. Um, You know, other roles and responsibilities at an organization, that could be a part of it. A bigger program, that could be a part of it. To be back with Dex, that could be, you know, so there could be so, so many variables. You know, I don't think it, for for one, I'm, I'm positive it wasn't just one thing. Yep. Yeah, man, Tyler meant a lot. Yeah. To, for sure. to Biscuit and to Lauren, to them boys. Um, everything happened for a reason. So it's just one of the things. It's, it's, I mean, it's it's tough. Like, I don't know, man. I can only imagine being, you know, being in Coach Elliott's brain right now, like what he had to endure his first year as a head coach. Like, good gracious. But... Salute to everybody that uh, tuned in, man. I end up wrapping this space up. If you can, in the Jumbotron, the Ballhawk um, community, please join that. The Ballhawk Show community, just join that so you can be always in tune to what's going on in the sports world. You can share things. You can chat with other members. Um, it could be UVA-related. It could be – it's just sports-related. So pro sports, UVA basketball, anything you want to share that you see – that you want others to know. Um, we usually talk to each other during football games as well. So join that community, man. Stay tapped, stay in tune of what I'm doing. 
Um, I share all my podcast episodes there as well. My Twitter spaces that I hold each day at 4 p.m. Um, that's the uncut Twitter spaces, and we talk trash about NFL football, basketball, anything. Those things is crazy. It's like being in the barbershop. If you ever been in the barbershop and you talk trash, that's a Twitter space at 4 p.m. So that's where that's at, man. Salute to everybody that joined. Salute to Coach Hagens and his new ventures in Happy Valley, man. Bittersweet, but I love you, brother. You family for life. We're going to miss you, but uh, you're going to do great, bro. Uh, but, yeah, Wahoo fans, be on the lookout for the Lockdown Podcast. Myself and Tony Coverton, we just dropped podcast episode with the great Heath Miller, two-time Super Bowl winner. We had former UVA head coach and current Wilma Mary head coach, coach of the year, Mike London on before that. So go check those out. Those are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Go to um, Locker Room Access to to check all the past ones as well. So, yeah, that's it. Cub, you got anything to say before we head out, bro? No, nah, man, you know, shout out to my guy, Marcus Hagens, though. Congratulations, family. And, uh, you know, bro, we just got to keep this thing pushing, Hawk. Yes, sir. Wahoo, wah. That's what we do. We out of here. Salute. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.